Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Hey, welcome back to this new episode of Messy Closet, and I do have to apologize. Kristen Bailey's schedule and my schedules were just not coordinating between last week and this week's episode, so she will be here as soon as possible, but you know, it's life and we just have to adjust, but I cannot wait to hear what she has to say about Pluto being in Aquarius. So this episode is about a few thoughts that I have had about more developments this week. I'm all like, crush the patriarchy and to the feminists, both men and women, who understand the importance of women in this world and our achievements and what we give to the world, which is literally life. And to all of the misogynists, both men and women, who are part of the patriarchy, who are trying to destroy women systematically by taking away our rights to body autonomy and medical decisions, and trying to jail hospital workers, doctors, whatever, who help us by saying in what state, Oklahoma, that it's okay to marry a 12-year-old and now DeSantis is putting a law or has put a law in place not only with a six-week abortion ban, which is literally a clump of cells, but now he's saying that you have to present some sort of documentation for grape or incest to prove that these things happened even as a young child, or you are forced to carry that baby to term. So how is this protecting children when you're telling a child who still wants to probably play with toys and, you know, obviously hang out with their friends and just be a kid that they have to go through this very adult, very terrible on your body even as an adult with the nausea and the trimesters and the, the, the back pain and, you know, all of the things that come with bringing life into the world that women do willingly because it's not just biological, but it's just about love, you know, and bringing any child into this world from anything other than what that woman wants is just traumatic for both the woman carrying the child and the child in the womb and taking away our choices and making women third-class citizens behind everyone. I, I just, I don't understand why it's happening in this country. And I truly don't understand the women who are on the patriarchy side because you're going to lose everything yourself. And I want to get back to Dylan Mulvaney because I found out that the human rights campaign is really behind pushing these big brands to get people to be more inclusive. And more inclusive is fine. But why can't you do an ad with multiple people then that like kind of makes everyone feel comfortable and is something that shows that there is acceptance instead of just taking, you know, one person and pushing them and they're pushing this Dylan Mulvaney and I just don't understand it. And 
the fact, and I will say this because this is so important to me and because a large portion of my life revolves around healing from trauma, from severe domestic abuse, that there's more outrage over fucking light beer, light beer, Bud Light. There's more outrage over Bud Light. And this is because it upset straight white men. There's more outrage over Bud Light and Dylan Mulvaney and anyone can drink a beer. You know, I mean, obviously Bud Light made a $6 billion mistake and their campaign lady who lives in an $8 million apartment on Central Park West made a huge mistake. Um, again, there were better ways to do the inclusive, you know, whole thing, but they chose this and it pissed people off. But because it pissed off straight men, that got more attention than Dylan Mulvaney posing with Nike sports bras, like I said in last week's episode. And then I want to get back to the Tampax. So here's the other problem. So obviously that person, Dylan, will never, ever need a feminine product and probably doesn't know how to use it, insert it, whatever. Now, Tampax, I'm speaking out to you. One of the most needed items in homeless shelters is feminine products. And why are women in homeless shelters? They're in homeless shelters because of domestic violence, domestic abuse. Now, just a year ago, Johnny Depp's trial started for defamation because Amber Heard called him a domestic abuser and he lost his case in London against the Sun, S-U-N, Sun, But the weird thing is that the judge in the case, his son, S-O-N, worked for the paper, the son, S-U-N. So he was denied his appeal in that case in London. And I think that that's horrific, but they have a different justice system than we do here in the United States. And the jury found that Amber Heard was not truthful. I mean, I watched the trial. I can't even believe she made it to Hollywood. (laughs) Holy. So anyway, you know, Johnny Depp is now celebrating a year of this trial, this victory, this whole deal. And I get to see Johnny Depp and Joe Perry and Tommy Hendrickson and Alice Cooper as the Hollywood vampires at Bethel Woods on June 1st. So grab your lawn seats. I'll meet you there. And you know, this is the whole thing because Johnny Depp is truly a feminist. Johnny Depp is truly like the real deal because he stood up for what was right. He stood up so that he could prove that men are also victims of domestic violence. Whereas Amber Heard, in my opinion, is more on the misogynistic side of things where, you know, I'm louder, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. It's like those kind of tactics. So you must believe me. And I've been in that situation before. And, you know, it's it's horrific to try to prove because the abuser does everything that they can to stop you. So I feel at this point that women are just under serious attack from the far right and from the far left. So I guess you would call me a centrist who thinks that everyone and everything is completely insane because we're not going about 
the whole inclusivity thing the right way. And let me tell you something. I have been excluded from something. Um, just about a year ago, I was excluded from a reunion that I thought was happening later on. And I found out via social media that it happened sooner. And I was really, really hurt. So, um, you know, I understand what it's like to be excluded from something, but I was excluded from something like personal. I mean, you're trying to include someone who was born biologically a male into something that biological females only can understand and use and talk about. And, you know, we've also paid how many thousands and thousands of dollars over the years plus tax on these feminine products. And if Tampax really wanted to do something like good, they would maybe take all of these Tampax, their products, and stop promoting them with someone who can't use them and go to these homeless shelters because there they are, you know, these women with domestic violence and they have nothing, they have no money, they might have God knows how many kids with them, who knows if they've had to leave pets behind and, you know, family heirlooms and things because they had to run. And you need to take those Tampax and you need to donate them to homeless shelters across the United States and then take the women who who need them and put them in your ads and pay them and give them a purpose in life because they have had to run and emotionally and mentally, I know this because I was there, are just drained of everything. And they're, they're in need. They're in need of money. They're in need of, of restarting their lives. And that's where the Tampax should go. And that is something that would be empowering to women instead of pushing us aside. But again, where was the outrage? The outrage was in the light beer, not the sports bras. It's ridiculous. You know, we have to compartmentalize. So people got mad that a trans person was on beer cans, but a trans person can drink beer or wine or whatever. So this is where my centrist comes in and I'm going to defend the fact that anyone can drink it. But Bud Light missed the mark because the people that drink Bud Light do not understand the trans community. I mean, it's just is what it is and they're not willing to understand and they're definitely not going to be willing to understand now. So that move maybe to be more inclusive has created more division. So people need to do more like team building in these advertising, you know, in the advertising world, like in, in these companies and, and you need to talk to more than one person who has all of this like autonomy to just make these decisions and then make deals to get certain people pushed and placed with with products because you want to be more inclusive beer wine i mean all of that yeah feminine products just women of all shapes and sizes and you know maybe keep teens out of it because it's just too much like work with adults And as for Nike, give me a break with sports bras. Like, you've got everything. There could have been even, like, running hairbands and sweatbands and things like that. You have tons of sneakers. Why not do, like, a pride or or a trans sneaker? That would have been amazing, you know? Or just a whole, you know, trans, like, line and and pride line. I, I just, I don't understand 
And I said it, you know, like I said in last week's episode, there are so many female athletes who could have been. And it's just another way to push women aside. And we're just supposed to go, oh, yes, okay, this is no problem. But then also either be against and angry at Bud Light about light beer or completely for and on the side of Dylan Mulvaney. Like there's no in between. And if you're, you know, not so outraged, like far right, you're a snowflake. And if you're not like so outraged and woke, you're like a racist, transphobe, homophobe. It's like all of these titles, right? All of these, everything, everything is like a a name slinging, a mud slinging. Everything is, you have to point a finger and put someone in a category, just like I think even sometimes pronouns and, and this whole everybody crying about being misgendered. It's getting out of control because you're more worried about how people perceive you as a person and you're putting that energy out into the world. And that's what you're getting back. You're getting back like your own anxieties and angers because you don't like that you're being misgendered. But like a lot of Gen Xers are trying, but we're not used to that. A lot of boomers aren't, don't give a shit, just to be honest with you. And, you know, it, it's, it's like, it's almost like forcing like religion on people. If you're going to force like all of that, you know, categorization of people. And that's what's wrong, that the far right and the far left, I mean, the far right uses words like PEDO files, right? Where, where, where they're actually calling, but they're the ones getting caught for it, but they're calling the opposition these words without proof. And they're the ones getting caught. And there's proof of that. So we have, you know, in all of this, the least important thing is categorizing people. Because if we want to work together, the category should be the good people against the bad people. The sensible people who want sensible gun laws and maybe we should leave any sort of gender-affirming care for children up to the parents. Maybe it's not for the school or the state or the country to say. Maybe it is for the parent and the child to speak about privately as a family matter and with doctors. And that shouldn't be anyone's business. Because, you know, you shouldn't be, I think, putting into kids' heads that they, you know, like, should commit to something as a child. It's like asking a kid what they want to be when they grow up, when they're like four, and then like you think they have to stick with that, you know? I mean, I think that kids should be able to fluidly dress and play with toys and interact with other kids in the way that makes them feel the most safe and comfortable. But I also think that they should, if they're feeling, you know, something different within them, they should only go to their parents, only go to their family, and it should be handled privately as a family matter. And the state, the schools, no one should be able to step in. And 
these are just my feelings, you know? I mean, Ron DeSantis is fighting with Disney. That dude just completely lost his chance. He lost his donors, his biggest donor, because of his stance on Don't Say Gay, which I'm sorry, dude, you also got married at Disney. Now he's threatening to raise uh, taxes on Disney hotels, put tolls in for the roads, and build a prison where it'll be filled with murderers and pedophiles next to the happiest place on earth. This man has lost his mind. I mean, the scary thing is, is that he's actually managed to make himself look worse than Donald Trump with four indictments looming over his head. But Ron DeSantis has lost. He's lost like his donors, he's lost his mind and Fort Lauderdale is underwater and he's promoting his book slash campaigning for president. I think he just lost the governorship of, of Florida at this point. And I want to bring this to another point is we need more than one governor per state. I think we need two, one Democrat and one Republican, so that way people can't get, like, you know, he's acting like like the king of Florida, and he's going to lose it all. Mark my words, he's not going to be in the political game anymore because he's he's picking fights with the most ridiculous things, and Disney's having a big pride parade, and again, they should. See, I'm not saying I don't support, of course I support LGBT rights, I always have, What I'm angry about is the fact that people are more outraged over light beer than Tampax with the same person. It drives me nuts. I want everyone to feel like they belong in the world, but not at the expense of myself and other women who have gone through hell and back just just growing up women, growing up Gen X women with boomer parents, Italian, Catholic My God, literally like off the boat Italians with the old Italian rules. This is how my friends and I grew up trying to be more modern in the 80s society and 90s society while still trying to hold our, you know, traditions strong with family. And believe me, they stuck around. But, you know, it's 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 just so sad to me that we're trying to tear people apart rather than come together. And sometimes I think that the left fights, the the far left fights so hard back that, you know, they don't, they don't see that they're causing a little bit of damage too, because the far right is trying to strip everyone of their rights. And that's why I say when you're Think when you think and you align yourself with a more centrist view, you can see what is correct and incorrect on both the right and the left, and then form your own decisions about things. Because if you just blindly follow one side, it's just like another cult, and and that's how I feel. And you know, I'm sorry if I've upset anyone with the things that I have said, but I. Still, now, and will always be on the side of women, especially women who have been in abusive relationships and have lost everything. I will always be on the side of men who are in abusive relationships and have lost everything as well because it's like a little family you didn't think you were ever going to be part of, but sometimes those are the only people that understand truly when you were in a very violent situation, 
what it was like and sometimes just to give you that grace to, to be. It's a strange thing to try to explain, but it is what it is. And, you know, I'm just going to always and forever advocate for victims of abuse. And with that, I will leave you with go to Amazon and find the book Peace Over Pieces. It was put together by Clara Baldwin. We've actually never met in person, but we have talked online and she put this book together. It's a complete charity project and it is stories of survivors of abuse. So I did not make any money telling a portion of my story and all of the proceeds go to peaceoverpieces.org and you can buy merch from them and everything goes to help victims of abuse. She's just a fantastic person. There are a lot of brave men and women that came forward in this book to tell their stories. Um, their full identities are not out there. My story is called The Franken Bitch. I have not named the person. I never will. Not worth it. And um, I just hope that, you know, you do check out this book and, you know, give a little to this charity because there are so many men and women out there who need your help. But again, Tampax, if you're hearing this, maybe you want to donate some feminine products to some homeless shelters and think about talking to these women and getting their stories and, and getting them on, on an ad, in an ad, right? Put them on TV, put them in a print ad, put them in an internet ad. Talk to them, interview them, pay them, help them start over again. This is what women need. They need a hand up once in a while. You know, they just need, they need somebody to say, I know you've been through stuff, but I can help you. I can help you get back on your feet. And as soon as there's just a little door open, woman's going to kick the door in, come on in, and she's just going to fill the place with her energy and, and, you know, women always come through for everyone. That's just who we are is what we do. We're strong like that. We don't have it in us to give up. There's always that reserve of strength and resolve within us to keep going. And that's it. That's how I feel. Agree with me or disagree with me. I don't care, you know, but thanks for tuning in. And I really do hope that you guys have a great week. Hopefully we'll get Kristen Bailey back. Until then, don't forget to keep art and keep love alive. <laughs>